Hey friends, I'm Dr. Patrice Buckner-Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. Welcome to another episode of Heart Work with PBJ, where we are disrupting cycles of burnout and compassion fatigue for people who serve from the heart. Y'all, it's our 50th episode. Our 50th episode, y'all, I'm just... I'm so grateful. (laughs) I'm so grateful. I remember recording the first episode in my closet, on my phone, in the closet because the acoustics are good, okay? Um, On my phone thinking, I don't know how long this is going to last, but let's give it a try. Um, And I have found so much joy in sharing with you all and you sharing back to me that the episodes bless you. I'm just so grateful. So let's continue doing this thing. How about that? In celebration of our 50th episode, if you will share with somebody, send them the link, um, tell them what episode is your favorite, help us get the word out um, about this message of burnout and compassion fatigue, help us get the word out. People are looking for help and they're looking for a community. And this is a good community to be a part of. All right. So thank you all for helping me do that. Um, Today's episode uh, is going to be a little bit deeper. Um, So hold on to your hats. Just ride with me. okay? All right. Let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to start just from jump and let you know that we're going to be talking about death by suicide. Um, So this is a trigger warning. If this is not an episode that will be healthy for you, um, if this topic is something um, that uh, you are struggling with or you've lost someone, I encourage you to take care of yourself. Not just encourage you, really ask you from my heart to take care of yourself. If you're someone who's struggling um, with the thoughts of suicide or wrestling with thoughts of suicide, there is help. Um, I encourage you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255, and I will be sure to put the number in the show notes as well so that you can be sure to connect with some help today. Now, friends, y'all know me. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. Um, I'm not trained in those ways. So that's not how I'm coming to you today. I'm coming to you with my experience um, and how I walk through some troubling times. Um, and it's just that it is my experience. So again, I encourage you, if you are suffering, if you are wrestling, if you know somebody who needs help, reach out for help. There's help. Okay. Um, Recently, and um, if you're listening to this as it comes out, you're not surprised by the topic because we've really been rocked um, in America um, by some pretty high profile death by suicide. Um, More than one uh, public figure or family members of a public figure have died to suicide in the last couple of weeks. And I'll be honest with you, I really hesitated to even have a podcast on this topic because I know how sensitive it is. It's literally life and death. And I don't take that for granted. And I never want to just add to the noise, Um, but it really was impressed on my heart 
I know that a lot of millennials and a lot of Gen Z um, listen to this podcast. I hear you. You send me your comments. Some of you were my students. Um, So I know that that generation, those generations listen to this podcast. And I feel a responsibility to tell you all the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes we just give you the highlights um, and just seeing the highlights will make you feel inadequate or make you feel like there's something wrong with you. So I'm devoted and I'm determined to telling you the whole story so that you and, and again, it's my story, but it's the whole story so that you know that ups and downs in life are normal so that you know that the struggles that you are feeling are not just you. You're not the only one. You don't have to be isolated. You're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. This is life, my friends. This is life. So that's why I decided to um, have this episode, because I think it's important that we tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You all, I'm going to stick pretty closely to my notes Um, again, because I know this topic is so sensitive and I want to bring honor. I want to bring honor to people that we've lost. I want to bring honor to family members and friends who are grieving. And I want to bring honor to those who are struggling. Um, We need you and we need you to stick around. There's something that you bring to this earth that nobody else does. There's a gift. There's a brilliance that you bring that was created in you that nobody else can bring. And it's not just for us, it's for you. It's not just for us, it's for you. Sometimes, sometimes when you're facing struggle, all you can see is the struggle. It obstructs your vision. Your trouble is so big that you cannot see beyond it. If you're listening on the podcast and not watching on YouTube, I've got my hands in front of my face right now, blocking my vision, because oftentimes when we're in the midst of a struggle, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It feels like there's no answer. It feels like things will never change. It feels like things will never get better because you can't see beyond what you're going through. I can't tell you how many times I've met with students and supported students and literally all they could see was the trouble in front of their faces. And they didn't ask for help because they assumed there was no help. And how many times did I come in and say, hey, we can fix that. We have a solution for that. We have help for that. They didn't know that there was help. They didn't know that it could get better. So I'm here to tell you, it's just like if you're driving up a mountain, if you're driving up a mountain, all you can see is what's on your side of the mountain. Not because you're not going anywhere, not because you're not progressing. It's because the mountain is so big. But I'm here to tell you, you're not far away from a new horizon. As soon as you go over that mountain, you have a different view and you were just steps away from it, but you couldn't see it because the mountain was so large. You are steps away from it, from change, from better, from purpose, but you just can't see it yet. So I just want to encourage your heart and I want to encourage you that you're not the only one. You're not the first one to struggle with thoughts of suicide, especially in the African-American community. And I can talk about it because that's who I am. So I'm not saying that 
you know, other communities don't struggle. I know they do, but I need to speak to this because I know this intimately. Um, when I was growing up, we didn't talk about mental health. And honestly, the African-American community, were just breaking in to talking about mental health. When I was growing up, if, if it was anything about mental health, it was either somebody's crazy or somebody's going to the crazy house. And the crazy house was a hospital or some some kind of institution. So it, there was no in between there, there. There was either you were sane or you were crazy um, and nobody wanted to be crazy. So nobody talked about their struggles. We didn't talk about depression or anxiety. We didn't even talk about fear a whole lot because we didn't want people to think we were crazy. But you know what? When I think back to my childhood and think about growing up, I have to tell you that the children talked about it. The children did. I remember other children coming to me as a child, telling me about how they attempted to take their own lives and the attempt failed. I remember specifically those conversations. And because we were fearful, we were fearful of being in trouble. We were fearful of being considered crazy that we didn't tell adults. We didn't tell anybody who could help us. We told other children. We talked, children talked to children. And what we ended up doing is swapping traumas. So I'm taking on the trauma of another child. They taking on my trauma and we're just swapping traumas because we can't help each other. We didn't have the knowledge, the skill, the expertise to help each other. So we ended up just swapping traumas because it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was okay to talk about the trouble. But I'm so glad that we're finally breaking through the three high profile deaths by suicide recently that I am aware of. I know that there are more, but the three high profile ones recently are all people of color and is shaking our community. But even beyond that, I know of some uh, uh, deaths, unfortunately, here uh, locally of children. And I don't know what their cultural background is, and it doesn't matter, but those children are gone because of death by suicide. Um, our country, our world has been through a lot. It's been through a lot. And we haven't counted the cost of the trauma of the last couple of years. And now all of a sudden we are seeing, not that it doesn't always happen, this is happening in our world, but right now it is in our faces and we've got to do something about it. It's time to speak up. It's time to speak up. So I, I just want to share with you all um, an experience that I had as a young adult. And you may have heard this. I shared a lot of it um, in the episode where I talked about my quarter life crisis. Um, so you can go back to that if you want more details. But the summary of it was I had found myself in the midst of struggle because of my own choices. I had made some bad financial decisions, just ignorant. I didn't know better and gotten myself into a hole in that way. And honestly, when I think back at it, I didn't even owe that much money, but it was more than I had. And it seemed insurmountable to me. 
at the time. But it wasn't just the financial trouble. I was in this place where I was desiring. I desired to get married. I desired to be a mother. I desired to have a family. And it didn't look like that was happening for me. So while I was serving as bridesmaid for other people, I was longing, almost grieving at times for my turn and my day and my blessing. And all of this, age 23, 24, 25, all of this seemed so impossible and so insurmountable. I could only see my current trouble. I couldn't see a way out. I didn't know how I was going to resolve the financial trouble I was in. I didn't know there was nothing I could do to make somebody fall in love with me. And I I felt like my hands were tied. I tried everything. I remember I had a full-time job and a master's degree. Like, can we just tell the truth? I had a whole master's degree and a full-time job. And I was still broke. And I'm not talking about broke like you don't have as much money as you want. I'm talking like going into the cushions for change. I'm talking about I had a car, but I couldn't drive it because I couldn't afford to put gas in it. I'm talking about eviction notices on the door. I'm talking about one can of lima beans in the pantry. And I refused to eat it because I I was I was fearful that one day I wouldn't have anything and I couldn't hold out any longer and I would need those lima beans. It was it was bad. It was bad. Um, And I tried I tried to get another job. I tried all kinds of things, uh, (laughs) all kinds of things. Um, There are things right now in, in pawn shops that I wish I had kept. I mean, can I just can I just be honest? I tried everything that I knew to dig myself out and I made it worse. I just made it worse. I remember one day I went home early from work um, and I remember laying on the couch and I remember bawling. I'm talking about bawling my eyes out, screaming at God screaming at God. I literally felt like, well, if I die and my mom gets my life insurance and she'll be okay and everybody, their feelings might be hurt, but they'll, they'll be all right. Um, because I literally, I never wanted to die. I just wanted relief. I just wanted relief. I didn't want to die. If I'm honest, I just wanted relief. I got on that couch And I just cried and I screamed. And I told God how I felt like he was unfair. And I told him how I was struggling to believe he even existed. Because how can he love me and life be this hard? Uh, I just screamed and I cried, I think, for hours. I cried literally until I could not cry anymore. Until I just fell silent and laid there in my own tears, just fell silent. And at some moment, I may have fallen asleep and woke back up, I can't remember, but at some moment, I remember my spirit started singing to me. And um, if that doesn't make sense to you, what I mean is 
inside of me, um, deeper than my mind. It felt like it was coming from my heart. Inside of me, a, a song started playing and I started hearing it on the inside. And it's an old song that I grew up hearing in church, you know, and you just sing what everybody else sings. And the song never really meant a whole lot personally to me, but, you know, just saying it, you know, if that was the song we were singing in church that day. But that song started playing in my spirit. It started playing. And before I knew it, I started singing it to myself. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. And I just kept singing. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. And I didn't feel that at that moment. But I kept singing it. I just kept singing it. And I felt like my spirit, God's spirit, was ministering to me in that moment. It was almost like I've been waiting for you to throw your hands up. I've been waiting for you to be honest about how you feel. I've been waiting for you to take your mask off and stop acting like this is okay. And to tell the truth that this sucks. I've been waiting for you to get real with yourself. Nobody else was there. Nobody else heard me as far as I know. I mean, the neighbors might have heard me. I don't know, but they didn't say anything. It was just me. But that was a reminder that God was with me. Even in the midst of all of that, he was with me. And that is the point when things started turning around for me. And it wasn't overnight, like I didn't win the lottery or didn't get a big check or nothing like that. But what happened first is my mind changed. My mind changed. My hope came back. I began to see my life beyond where I was in that moment. I began to believe again that I was going to be okay and things were going to be okay. And as my mind started changing, situations around me started changing. My living situation got better. My financial situation got better. And I can't even tell you steps one, two, and three. I don't even remember all the things that happened. I just know it got better. And when I look back on that experience now, from where I sit now, I think about I think about the things that I almost missed if I would have not wrestled that suicidal thought to the ground. If I would have given up and given in to that thought, I would have missed meeting my husband and enjoying life with him. I would have missed meeting my baby girl. I would have missed all the students that I've had the honor of loving And being a part of their life all these years. Even now, my husband and I are preparing right now, today, to travel to go celebrate a wedding renewal with one of our students and her partner. I would have missed years and years of students that have come in my life and they feel like my own. That I've watched grow up and move into their own families and their own careers and have babies and 
do all the things that they desire to do. I would have missed all that. I would have missed my work. I would have missed sharing with you. I would have missed knowing my purpose and what I was created to do if I would have given in to that thought. So I share this with you today. I know, I know that millennials and Gen Z listen to this, and this is for everybody, but for my millennials and my Generation Z, let me tell y'all something. You're not supposed to meet all your goals before you're 30. Maybe you're not supposed to hit six figures before you're 25. You're not supposed to have all the answers. Love will come. Keep sowing love and love will come. If it is in your heart purely, I'm not talking about just chasing stuff for the sake of chasing. If it is in your heart, the Bible says God gives us the desires of our hearts. Like He played when we love Him, He places desires in our hearts. And if He placed the desire, He's going to bring it forth. If it's in your heart, it will come. Even to those who have maybe met some of those goals. Maybe you got the marriage. Maybe you have the children. Maybe you have the degrees. Maybe you have the careers. And you got there and you're looking around and like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not as shiny and glittery and glamorous as I thought it was going to be. This is not fun. I'm here to tell you it's not over until it's good. And if it's not good, it's not over. If it's not good, it's not over. So even though you might have made it to the place where you thought you were supposed to be, there's yet another pinnacle. There's yet another place. There's yet another thing. It's not over until it's good. And good is coming your way. Life is full of peaks and valleys. It is full of the mountaintop. And sometimes the painful valley. But if you can hold on while you're in the valley, surround yourself with wisdom, with good community. Tell somebody when you're struggling, ask for help. You're going to make it to your next peak and you will enjoy that season of victory. Don't give up. Hope returns Hope returns, even in times where you feel like you've lost your hope. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. That means when we lose our hope, our whole body, our whole being suffers for it. Hope returns. I'm here to tell you it comes back. You're going up the mountain right now, but on the other side of that peak, there's a brand new view that you haven't seen yet. And friend, it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. It's worth fighting for. It's worth waiting on. It's worth it. I can't wait for you to be five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, on the other side of what you're in right now. And to look back and see the value that you gained by learning how to fight through this. So that's what I got for you today. I'm here to remind you that hope returns 
And the trouble that's in your face right now is not the full view. There's more to your life. There's more for you. And you have a brilliance. You have a purpose. You have a mission. And nobody can execute it like you. You deserve it. You deserve to get to that place. You deserve to see your blessings. You reserve, you deserve to see your overflow. You deserve to see what's in store for you. Hang on in there, friend. Hang on in there. It's worth it. So again, if you are struggling or if you know somebody who's struggling and wrestling with suicide thoughts or suicidal thoughts, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, one 800 273-8255. It'll be in the show notes. Call somebody. Let somebody know. Reach out to somebody you trust. Hold a hand. Get somebody to hold your hand so you can get through this. Don't you ever forget you are powerful. You are significant and you are loved. Love always. PBJ. Thank you.